How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Coffee Kids. Uh, I'm your host, Colin Colhoven. We've got a little bit of a fun naming convention going on there. CK for Coffee Kids and for my name. What do you think about that, Kata? Dude, that is on point. Is on point? I thought it was, uh, it was a fitting name. We are also drinking coffee. Not that it matters necessarily, but um, welcome, everybody. So for those of you who are listening to this for the first time, which is probably everybody, since I think this is going to be the first episode, um, this podcast is going to be a little bit different. Basically, what I'm trying to do is pull together people from my life, my friends, my family, uh, old professors, etc., to get their info and their expertise on a particular topic. So could range from all sorts of things. You know, normally I've talked about video games in the past, so there's definitely going to be some video game stuff on here. And then also like books, movies, and TV shows, so kind of entertainment in general, but other things like cooking and being, you know, I have a friend who's a nurse practitioner, so I'm hoping to be talking to her about that. A little bit about being a professor at one of my junior colleges that I went to, so it's going to range in topics. But thank you all for joining for this first episode where we are going to be discussing Pokemon the franchise. And uh, joining me today, I have one of my very best friends who been uh, friends with for quite a while now, Keita Tominaga. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> What's up, fans? <laughs> What's up, fam? <laughs> <My> fan favorite. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so for those of you who don't know Keita, um, I'm going to say go ahead, Keita, give them a little spiel about yourself. Tell them, uh, tell we, people what they want to know. Um, all right, well, obviously you guys know my name. Uh, we, went to high, <laughs> we went to high school together. Uh, we didn't talk too much in high school, but right. after, uh, we went to the JC together after. Um, he was the weird kid that always sat next to me at lunch break <laughs> at cafeteria. For sure. Bugged me sure. to play Halo with him all the time. And uh, eventually I gave in. I uh, played a lot of video games. I went to Halo tournaments with him. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say he's definitely my uh, little video game partner for life. Yeah, duo's partner for du- life. Duo's partner for life. Yeah, duo or, or die is what I like to say. All right. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, I mean, we were both born in the 90s, right? And when I think about the 90s, I think about... A lot of things, really shitty practical effects for movies because mm-hmm. that was phasing oh, yeah. out. Cheesy but uh, great. Cheesy but great, <laughs> right? Um, you know, weird mascots and commercials during TV and stuff like that. But I definitely think of Pokemon almost oh, yeah. unanimously as one of the most important things of the We're 90s. In the, definitely in the middle of grade school as far as like, you know, most memorable time of our life as far as childhood growing up. Right. And like when we were around the age of like 8 through 12, mm-hmm. and Pokemon was definitely one of the biggest you know at the time so right yeah it was it was pretty crazy phenomenon (laughs) it definitely (laughs) definitely was like and so for for researching for this a little bit like i went through i was looking at um the anime which honestly i had such a warped idea of when that started airing versus when the games came out that's true we'll go over that a little bit but so you know tv show there's the movies there's the trading cards um the game boy games of course um so I guess what I would want to start with is what do you remember what your first exposure to Pokemon was like? What do oh you, yeah, 100%. what was the first time I, you encountered? I it? I, I remember it too. Like, like it was yesterday. It was <laughs> I was probably so it came out like about a year and a half, two years earlier in Japan, if I'm correct. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it came right? out in '96 in Japan. In right. Okay. So that's um, I was five years old, and mm-hmm. uh, my uncle was visiting from Japan, mm-hmm. and he brought this little. Uh, present for me and it was a red version mm-hmm. and it was the um it was at the time it was called game boy light okay and it was just a regular game boy black and white but the best thing about it was it had an option for the uh, screen to glow in the dark 
Oh my gosh. So I didn't Every have kids dream. So I was that guy <laughs> being able to grind out right. freaking going back and forth in the bushes at yep. late at night under my covers oh, without perfect. having to turn the light on. That's incredible. So, so that was pretty incredible. Definitely went through more batteries because it takes out more batteries. Right. But yeah. that was well worth it at the time. That's but that, awesome. I was definitely felt like I was a cool kid on campus with the first time you know, first kid with Pokemon on campus. So mm -hmm. that was interesting. I was just like, wow, what is, what is this game? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's funny you had mentioned the, the backlit screen because I remember like distinctly with the Game Boy Color, which is what I had. It was a little turquoise, right. weird looking one. Um, yeah, it would. It was impossible to play it in the dark. And being in the in the car all the time on road trips, my parent, my family liked to travel a lot and mm -hmm. stuff. And it was just the worst thing in the world. You're basically waiting for that street light Oh, for yeah. a random light on the freeway <laughs> so you get like two seconds and you can read it, you know, text it, on the what's screen that, what's right? that cave the the dark tunnel you have to have flash oh my god! it's like real it's oh like real gosh. life of that it's like you're just yeah. waiting for the lightning right <laughs> fuck that cave first of all that cave was, oh, it was I think it was Chaz that who was talking about how he beat that cave without getting flash yeah with no flash and, just and did it like, blind of course you would it's, incre <laughs> it's incredible like I, at That's, the time, I don't even know how you do that as a kid I would have thought that was literally impossible I think so too and I remember I remember that being a wall when I got to that the first mm -hmm. time playing through the game and I think if I remember correctly I actually got red and blue version together for Christmas in 1998. Oh wow okay. Um, and I don't know why my parents chose to do that my assumption is like they didn't recognize that they were the same game kind of. They kind of um, looked like a set. To it looked like a sure. set yeah. definitely and so I got both of them. I remember playing through blue version first. And red it, versus blue you know. Fuck the blue team. Yeah fuck the blue team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's when I was researching it again, like I, I was looking at it, and the green version actually came out first in Japan in 1996. Right. And it right? was never, it was never released in the U.S. up until Leaf Green. Yeah, I think so. Which it was, was like, like the original the, green was not never released. Right, and they used that, and they they added to it a little bit and some like coding enhancements and stuff like that to make right. red. And then blue actually was the most up to date, like the the most current patch or whatever, right. and the most stable from a code perspective. And that's the one that they cloned to make red and blue and yellow for the states. Got it. Weird, Got right? It. Interesting. Yeah. So blue is actually the definitive edition, even though we say fuck the blue team. Well, that that kind of <laughs> makes sense because each yeah. version kind of has their own different uh, Pokemon sprite. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so that was that was kind of the cool part for me when I played a different game, right. Game Boy uh, version. And I see the different sprite for that current version of you know the Pokemon. yeah that was, that's that was, true that was, was kind of cool right yeah so your first exposure then was the was the game so out of, yeah, like what's was. what was kind of like what's your highlights takeaway like did anything stand out to you about playing those games I mean Game Boy game I, I think for sure I was very young so it was a very challenging game from what I remember yeah like the first time I played I I really didn't know what was going on I, was just <laughs> no. like, well, I think no. I walked around the first town for about twenty minutes without knowing, going into each house to talking. Yeah. To each uh, one of the computer, you know, screens, and I'm just like, man, like, I don't know where I'm going right now. And right. then at the time, I think my mom, my parents played a lot of video games. Actually, oh, that's they cool. had a Super Nintendo. Um, that's why I think that's where kind of my love for video games come from. Mm -hmm. And my mom definitely played the first version with me a lot. Oh, cool. And she helped me. We at the time we got what was like a level ninety plus Doug Trio. <laughs> <laughs> Why know. why Doug Trio? What was the, the uh, choice there? Was it your mom's choice or your choice? It was my mom's choice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember yeah. why. Like, Hell yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. It was a goofy Pokemon, but yeah, it's hmm. like that's how much we didn't know about the game. We just kind of played, but we, mm -hmm. it was that good. We just had just a blast. Collecting, just right? had a blast just to playing the story mode of like mm -hmm. training a Pokemon. That classic Japanese MMORPG, you know, like yeah, like grind, grind, grind to get that 
that level pass, you know? Right. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, I. Um, it's funny because when I was growing up, my best friend at the time, his name was Joshua, hmm. and he uh, his parents were from Japan, or at least his mom was from Japan, and she also had has was really big into Super Nintendo, and right. so was uh, her husband. That's so funny. You, you have, like, two identical people, but different parts <laughs> of your life. Just different pages, right? <laughs> and so, but, yeah, and his dad, Josh's dad, would play Pokemon, the Game Boy game, the card game. He'd play, like, normal Super, Super Nintendo with us, and eventually mm-hmm. I went back to visit him when I was in high school. Oh, and that's he was, cool. He was playing Magic with his, okay. with, still, with my friend Josh. Okay. So with they his went dad, to, like, though? Yeah, with his dad. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Um, so... It was kind of nice, actually, because much like your mom helped you a little bit, I feel like when I played with him, mm-hmm. like, he knew what, like, he could figure out what was going on. My right. brain at that point was just mush, you know, just mm-hmm. sponging it up. So I just was like, oh, this creature looks cool. Like, I'm going to catch right. it. That, that sounds fun. Or, like, I won this battle, and I don't really understand how leveling works, but, like, cool, I'm going to give this creature this move because I feel like it. Rattata's going to know Surf because fuck it. I mean, exactly. you, can't, you can't know Surf, but yeah. you get the I idea. Know. Exactly. You were, you were kind of just doing it just, like, pure enjoyment. And that was it. Like, it was, like, it was that good, you know? Mm-hmm. It was that fun to just, like, just play through it without even having any knowledge. Yeah, totally. Um, what was your, like, starter? Who did you choose? I mean, for yellow, you get Pikachu, obviously. Oh, yeah, right. So the first one, I started with Charmander because I think I was, I got the red version. So I was like, huh, do you, maybe do you, I should go with the red one. Like, this one, that's the it's one. It's his you know? version, after yeah. all. Yeah, you know, but I think has some sort of And then I definitely found out uh, fighting against Brock that that was definitely not the smartest choice. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, that totally messes up. Like, whoever you choose starting-wise, like, isn't it so Charmander is the worst early right because it's yeah. Misty and Brock yeah and you're just like wow my life so unfortunate and also I would just say like the, the in the meta there's a lot of the powerful Pokemon there's not many Pokemons that like okay fire a grass best grass type you know and how mm-hmm. many times the in the storyline do you fight against a grass oh, like that many grass type you know oh my gosh I remember in that woods you know he went through that wooded section to yeah. get to the first gym mm-hmm. I when I whenever I would pick uh, Charmander, and he was my favorite too. Yeah. And, but I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to catch whatever, like a Metapod or something in the woods. And then I would just train the Metapod, right. grind it until it was like a, was it Butterfree? Butterfree? Yeah. yeah. And then I would use Butterfree on, on Brock and it would absolutely smash. Right. But, yep. but yeah, if you didn't, like if you went didn't know to do that or something mm-hmm. that like i'm sure that was super so now i was like <laughs> after looking through and like there's i guess there's a lot of um different playthroughs now and i was i read mm-hmm. that there's every single pokemon has a different uh gains xp at a different rate i didn't know that i didn't know that so like there was a playthrough <clears throat> i was like oh if you can you beat the game with only using magikarp and then magikarp has not only like the weakest stats but it takes the longest for leveling up oh my <laughs> so gosh it's just like you're not getting anything did a person like, do that someone yeah, beat it with people, magikarp no, with no glitches too it was really interesting that's incredible yeah that yeah <laughs> Um, I would say, like, one other thing that stands out to me for the Game Boy games is uh, we had a presentation at our school. It was, like, in a... I went to a private school, private Catholic school, Mm -hmm. and there was this presenter who was going to talk to us in the gym, but it was all the kids were there. We are super quiet, and he's, like, on stage. And I'm sitting probably in the middle with my Game Boy on, Mm -hmm. and the volume turned all the way down, but, of course, all my friends are looking at the screen, whatever, because I was in the the process of catching Articuno. So I was losing my shit, because I thought that was, like, the coolest thing, and... Oh, yeah, and and then, first of all, the first time I played through it, I didn't obviously know, like, okay, this is the... You kill it once, and you don't encounter it. You don't encounter it So, like, you don't save, and then, like, you know, heartbroken child at the point. You restart at that point, yeah. (laughs) But, so I was doing this, and I went, and I was... People were... I was, like, making so much noise, and people were 
it's like focusing so much on it that oh the presenter God. called me out oh, no. in front of the whole school parents Dude, that, you'll remember that forever they, I started <laughs> crying like immediately and like oh, after no. the show I had to go up and I apologized to him and I was like I'm really sorry you know and like whatever but that's how fucking addicting this game was oh, like yeah, in the, like totally socially not the right so what what up it. so what's like out of the show card and the game, you know, mm-hmm. like, so what's the next level for you? Like, to sort of being memorable, like, the cards? For, uh, for me, it's Pro- the cards. Definitely the cards. Yeah, and I think that's more, like, I mean, the boys are obviously into the video game, you know, Game Boy games, you mm-hmm. know? But I feel like the cards, like, bo- all the boys and girls were all, like, into the collecting the cards. You right. Know? Because everyone right. showed up to school mm-hmm. with the showing it off. And then, you know, there's always that one kid that would have to ruin the fun by stealing it. And everyone's like, no more Pokemon cards. <laughs> no more po- yeah, I think I would, I would bet you if you looked through, like, all of the descriptions of those years from the school's point of view, like, mm-hmm. the cards were banned, like, unanimously. Oh, they, they must have just been yeah. everywhere. Yeah, like, it's like Game Boy banned and kind of, like, mostly any Pokemon banned like, right. at school. Because that's how addicting. It was, like, the freaking drug for the kids, you know? <laughs> like, right, yeah. It, and it, it's crazy, too. It's... Yeah, but the, the cards were, were really fun. I remember mm-hmm. my dad brought me a pack after work one day, actually, just like a single one. Yeah. And I got a Hitmonchan. Mm-hmm. That was my first rare. Okay. And then the next day, he like he's, he's like, oh, he liked it, I guess, or whatever. He brought me another pack, got a Charizard. Oh, my God. Pack two. The classic, dude. <laughs> Nothing has changed since <laughs> now for the uh, Magic Booster packs. <laughs> no, it's true. I Yeah, I have pretty Your good Your Booster luck. freaking luck is pretty good. Not yeah, gonna lie. Hearthstone and League of Legends boxes, everything. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's true. If I could display my skills stat tree, like an RPG, I would my luck stat would probably be pretty high, I think. And I say that's that, true. of course, and now I'm going to like get hit by a bike or something. But, like, <laughs> oh, no. <yeah. laughs> Oh, um, so what do you like remember about the cards? Did you have Card, all the classic um, yeah, you know, Charizard? Say, yeah, and all I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of the English cards because a lot of the cards, um, it's funny, a lot of the family friends I were in Japan, uh-huh. um, their mom or dad would give them to me because their old like their son is like a little older and they don't want they want it want him. So like they were into him for like the first year or two. Okay. And then like they didn't get into him so much. So they would send it to me all for free or something. So I would be getting like uh. boxes of cards from Japan. <laughs> well, that's I would just crazy. be like, dude, this is a gold mine. <laughs> yeah. Do you realize what you're giving up? Yeah. And then I don't know, yeah. like I don't know what the difference is, but I feel like the Japanese cards, the texture of like the label mm-hmm. and also on the back side it feels less cheapy for some reason. I don't know, like it, the color, yeah. the, the printing. It's not as it's like the American version is a little like grayish. I almost. think they lay out a lighter tone. All lighter around. tone, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you know, they're both really cool. I, I really like those uh, specialty, like the gym release. You know, it'll be like uh, this gym leader's special one. You know, right. like, you know Team Rockets. Uh, you know, Charizard. You oh know? man, that's so those that's are that's those are so really cool. cool. It was kind of like different versions of your favorite Pokemon too, and like and then the splash art. You know, it was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, also, like I love the uh, the movie release cards, you know. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's like let's talk about the show. What do you like? What's what's your show experience? The show experience, um, I don't remember it as well to be honest. Like compared to the rest of the stuff, right? I remember thinking Misty was cute. Like at, that was like the beginning of when I could even begin to understand what that was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and also being really like confused. Like when you think about it now, Ash was ten. Yeah. He's 10, and he's, yeah. like, this is a meme at this point, but, like, he's fucking left his house, like, <laughs> with his, going to talk to their with random, this, like, strange old yellow guy. Yellow rat. And, yeah, and, like, his mom's like, okay, cool, dude, like, we'll see you in a few months. Like, no, it doesn't make any sense, really. And then but, Professor Oak's like, <laughs> Right. But it, it was, honestly, when you think about it, the, the time when you could actually see the, your favorite Pokemon that you liked fight or, like, do anything, because... Mm-hmm. 
the game was really limited in terms of animations and the cards obviously are not animated so right. that was it you know like that's where you're like okay I'm really into Doug Trio then right. well you better hope they put him in an episode and you can see some cool stuff you and know? It's, it's interesting because I'm not really too specific and I'm sure a lot of like you know some people could answer this question but the whole storyline and how different of the world they live in as far as Ash and Red Red mm-hmm. is obviously the Game Boy character and the main character right yeah. they call him Red and, and then the rival is Green right mm-hmm. and then in the show it's obviously Ash and Gary right yeah. so obviously they live in the same Pokemon universe but as far as the whole lore goes and kind of stuff it'll be really interesting to see like okay is there what's the connection are they the same or, you know, or like, like are they the, what's the connection you know do they live on the opposite side of the earth or right. you know like something like that so yeah I, and yellow cool. was distinctly a reaction to the show you know for they, sure like they wanted to do a, another version I believe like mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that but then the show is so wildly successful in the cards that they're like we're gonna yeah. like we, we gotta like make Pikachu the gangbuster you definitely know? And yeah. it was interesting that I heard a rumor too that the Charmander was supposed to be the original mascot of mm. Pokemon instead of Pikachu but I don't know what happened but they went with Pikachu mm-hmm. and it was obviously blown up because it just Pikachu just has that cute vibe you know it's just like yeah. you know this, I feel like certain shows maybe in the past or whatever like different ones like if it, the mascot wasn't that one like would have been the same popularity almost you know? oh yeah so I see like you, you know so it was like that, that's how I feel like big and impactful like Pikachu was especially with the whole bond with Ash and the show and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff too so yeah they were homies you know I think that was the first time I cried was I would say like watching Pokemon I don't know, oh TV. wow yeah, like, yeah when I was a kid you know yeah dude like the Charmander episode when he was his uh, fire was about to get blown oh, in the rain dude I, I for sure story. I for sure cried as a kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they, the show touched on some of that sadness yeah. and deep mm-hmm. stuff but I do think that you you might be onto something there with the worlds being a little bit different. I mean, because if Yellow's based more so on the show, mm-hmm. did the, and I don't remember. I haven't played them in so long. It could be a little more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. I know there was some stuff in Red and Blue that was kind of dark. I mean, you had the whole like Cubone, for example, like you know, like his oh, mother died, or, oh, yeah. you know, and, and like then, all that stuff, and 100%. like there was some kind of weird things going on like in, if you manage to find the island with Mewtwo you know like that sort of experimentation and you're like what is this like yeah, this is really weird and if yeah. you go towards like in the, in the video game go to the wall or something you know and like see like those like, lab like history you know oh the scientists you know they were trying to experiment with this Pokemon but something went wrong dot right. dot dot dot, dot you right. know? and then like you, you, you're in like, silence you're, and as a kid I was like Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. you know, I kind of get the chills, it's, you know? It's weird. Like, some of it was, was kind of spooky, but definitely. You, you had, that's why you had your homies at your side. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the the ghost town music, I could always mm-hmm. remember, you know, like, yeah. like, right when you enter that town, that music changes, you know? Oh, yeah. So it was definitely, like, a little spookiness, and there's a lot of different, like, parts I touched on as far as emotions, I think. Yeah, and, like, some of the sprites, even, like, Alakazam, I think, and... Um, like Tangela and some some of these other Pokemon actually looked pretty creepy. I think because oh, there wasn't so like graphically right. so detailed, right? No, I mean yeah. I would say almost in the game it's like red and blue. Very few of the Pokemon were cute at all. Yeah. You know, they were they did look kind of like badass in a way. Mm-hmm. That's you know? true. That's yeah. True. I was gonna say earlier, like do you think and I just thought of this actually, but like for Pikachu, do you mm-hmm. remember being 
unwilling or like you didn't want to evolve him because in the show like Pikachu is so like that's the show basically wait were it's, you able to evolve your Pikachu in yellow version not in yellow version no you couldn't right? no but right. in red and blue because I played them almost like simultaneously yeah like, I remember being like I don't want to evolve I'm just gonna keep it as Pikachu yeah you know like I think there <laughs> was a part of me that, that I thought that yeah um, like we're missing out on Raichu man Where's exactly the and then I think in the beginning I did and then after I like ran out of things to do and like I was like okay maybe I start you know actually going for the Pokedex mm-hmm. then I think I might evolve it or something at one point but in the beginning I was like no like Pikachu for sure like, Pikachu's the, the yeah. only way and I feel like obviously like you know it's a fan favorite you know mm-hmm. like it's like oh like everyone likes Pikachu but for like, me I love Pikachu like everyone's fan favorite for me is like Charizard or something right know? right so, but Pikachu is definitely my favorite. is he your favorite Pokemon of the, of the original say, 151 like, if, if I had an option to go with a Pikachu fair a Pikachu uh festival in japan i totally would okay <laughs> interesting well you know mine kata bought me a plushie of my favorite pokemon which is lapras yes from gen one so probably because i used to love dinosaurs a bunch as a kid mm-hmm. that's like a dinosaur as fuck pokemon. oh for sure you know La- lapras is dinosaur super iconic <laughs> super iconic yeah yep. um okay well let's maybe touch on the movie a little bit because oh, yeah. when i was looking at some the first of the, one yeah the first okay. one which Got is it. in japan was released as pokemon the first movie mewtwo strikes back Got so it. it released in North America in November of 1999 and in July of that same year for Japan, so still earlier. Got it. Um, it was directed by Kunihiko Yuyuna. I'm probably totally butchering that name. It's okay. Uh, Yuyuma, sorry. But he was the chief director for um, the TV show as well for the okay. initial 1997 release there. So it topped the box office the weekend it came out, and mm-hmm. it, which is to be expected. And right. overall, it grossed $163.6 million worldwide right um it earned 10 million of that on its opening day mm-hmm. um and it actually did better commercially in the u.s than it did in japan right so what did you go opening weekend like what's do you remember the craze for the movie so i had like another complete experience because i you know with my family's background right. i never saw it in the english in the, the-, in the american theater mm. wow. I, okay. I saw Interesting. Yeah. yeah so i saw it it's this is another whole like little side topic but my grandparents used to send a lot of VHS to me for like they used to record a lot of like anime and like, okay. cartoons growing up uh, on their television. Oh, that's really send, cool. Would send it to me, so I saw so, it on the uh, VHS. He'll like you know write like what's what's in it in what order and kind of stuff for me, and that that was like the thing I looked forward to like every three months. Like it was like the treasure, you know, the treasure package. It's like loot crate before was, there was loot crate. <laughs> And I'll like I'll like freaking stay up to like you know three in the morning or something like binge <laughs> or like wake up super early and like, like go to bed at like eight and like wake up at like you know four or five in the morning before school and like start watching it that kind of stuff you know oh wow and like, and like you know like when you're a kid you're just like you have infinite amount of energy it doesn't matter how much sleep you get and how less you get you know no sugar cereal all the way oh seriously yeah um so that was yeah that was definitely my first experience with that. Okay, and yeah. so do you watch? So you watched it on one of the VHS that your grandparents sent over. Yeah, so yeah, definitely from the movie they recorded that, and I saw that in my house. Uh-huh. Um, probably not. It was probably maybe like six months before maybe it came out over here. Yeah, but I definitely remember that it was a really cool movie, mm-hmm. and again, it was very very that scene with Pikachu and Ash, you know, and like, touching moment, very touching moment. Yeah, that was another part two of Kato. Kid, kid Kata crying. Yeah, sure. the, I remember crying for that one. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it was, I think everybody, everyone, everyone like, did. adults and kids, everyone, you know, it was like, and then all the Pokemon's tear collected and they like, right. you know, bring it back to life. And I was like, it was really, really 
interesting scene for a kid, I think, too, for perspective. Yeah, the movie definitely took a more serious tone, which I do want to talk about a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. I did was, also, yeah. like, want to say, too, I think, like, just, it, it was, it wasn't received well, critically, when mm-hmm. I was looking at this, which okay. isn't a surprise, I guess, to a certain right. extent. But I, I'm almost thinking that it's only so important to us just because of the, you know, really the era we grew up in and, like, the time that it was. I mean, it was such a phenomenon at that point. But if you weren't young at that time or you weren't the parent of a kid who was that into it at that time, right? it would totally make sense to me that you would say, like, oh, this movie is pretty strange. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the – I mean, kind of I could relate to that now where, like – I don't really follow with the, all the Pixar and Disney movies coming out right now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a lot going on. And, you it's know, the age you are, yeah. So it's, it's maybe the age I am, and then if I don't have, you know, anyone or, like, a, you know, a young cousin or, like, a nephew or whatever, like, that's super into it, like, that I'm hanging out with all the time, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't have any kind of sort of interest in that either, you know? So oh, yeah. I could, I, I could definitely see that for sure. Huh. Okay, well, so the darker tone of the movie that I wanted to talk about was that there was this special, apparently, only in the special edition DVDs of the movie's release, was there a little 10-minute intro called The Origin of Mewtwo that played before the start of the movie. Now, you had the whole thing with the Pokemon being on that... Um, like resort island, right? Dude, I love that. Okay, it's and great. That so part was I kind of want to. I kind of want to talk about, about that, that later. For like, after you, your uh, dark part with the Mewtwo. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll come back to the yeah. Pikachu. Uh, I, I can't remember what the name of it was. <laughs> that little island, though, right? The yes. island stuff with Togepi it and was Charizard's amazing. head in the pipe. That, that was the first time you kind of saw Gen Two. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, screw it. We're already on it. Let's just talk about it now. Well, so, yeah. That I was agree. the fir- first. Yeah. Of all, like that was Gen Two, and right. then uh, like Meryl. It was supposed to be called like Pika Blue or something before the release. So you could look oh, like Pikachu. Oh, Meryl was sweet. So Meryl. That was like yes. the first time Meryl was introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Togepi was introduced for sure, like you said, and um, and also the coolest, interesting part for me was all the Pokemon for the first time they were talking. Oh yeah, they were interacting with each that? other. Yeah. yeah, Meowth obviously talks. And right. He was talking in language, but every single Pokemon had their own voice, and mm-hmm. they were almost calling each other by their own name. So oh, like yeah. you, and then that question brings up in their in their own language of Pokemon, they probably have their own name that they call each other within amongst their Pokemon. Oh friends. yeah, they're, you know these I mean? creatures are <laughs> very sentient. They are yeah, they're, they're smart little, little inter- So that's really funny to kind of think about. Too. I never thought about that. That's yeah. that's really true. I do remember it being a huge deal being a sneak peek at Gen 2, you mm-hmm. know, um, and seeing all that stuff. That was right. awesome. Yeah, and overall it was a really lighthearted, fun, kind of just little romp romp around you know, yeah like, a little side story almost and then like it's, right it's very i do remember being confused as hell when i first saw it because it had nothing to do with the movie that came right out and <laughs> you're, you're like, trying to connect the dots as a kid and yeah. it's not working you're like that's the, so that was before they're like what like mm-hmm. what is going on yep um yeah okay though so the, the darker part of the movie that right. i wanted to touch on that origin of mewtwo right dr fuji is the doctor who was working in the cloning lab where he was created, essentially. Right. And they're cloning Mew's genes, correct? Right. But the part that you don't get unless you watch the intro is that he's doing it because his daughter Amber is dead, and he's trying to clone her and bring her back to life. You're, I think in the Japanese version, they might have played that. They might have, totally. Yeah, that, that's like, I don't remember for detail, but that, like, a little, the scientist, and then there's the woman, there's a woman, mm-hmm. and that totally kind of flashbacks a little memories about that. Right. It's like, it's so ridiculous how much that changes the story of it, too. It goes from being sort of like a greedy corporation to this almost, you can empathize a bit, you know, that's a really tragic yeah. story that you, you're trying to bring this person back that you love, and you create this 
monster almost out mm-hmm. of it, you know? Yeah. So really, like, really interesting. Um, and then that monster is, like, the all the emotions that the professor, the dad, has been feeling mm-hmm. after losing his daughter, you know Yeah, what I mean? it's almost like, like the personification the anger, you know, the anger, all these kind of things that, like, you know, that he was feeling when his daughter passed away is is produced and put, put out by Mewtwo himself, you know? Right. And then the destruction of it. Right. And that's that's really cool. I never really thought about it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's it's awesome, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, we you just touched on it a bit, but w- do you have anything to say about Mew? Our special little 151 guy, who's the he was the, the coolest Pokemon, cutest little character. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so missed. Like, like when I think of like you know, it's like not a legendary, and you know, it's a mythical category creature, you know. And, right. And it's like it's such a fits such a the, the description. It's such a mythical creature. Mm-hmm. Did awesome. you get the card when you went? Oh, probably not. I guess because so you didn't go to the. the are you talking movies. about the Egyptian one? Yeah, the Egyptian okay, so looking one. Okay, so I didn't at the movie theaters, but they were giving it out at Toys R Us. Oh, nice. So yeah, I, got I snagged it a I couple of those. Too. Yeah, so I definitely got one mm-hmm. for sure. That and was there, I remember there being another <laughs> card. Was there an actual Mew card? There was. It was purple. Like okay. it was not it was a very simple looking card, but I think it was just a purple like border because there was a psychic type, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um I'm pretty sure it was out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember I'll have to go back and look. I do still have um a couple binders worth of Pokemon cards mm-hmm. and some Japanese, like you were talking about before, I totally agree that the, they look different and that they're the holographic is almost like a little like more shinier a little bit, you know. I noticed mm-hmm. like I don't know, it was pretty cool. I don't, yeah, I, I don't even know where I would have got. I guess I must have gone with Josh's parents or something say, maybe, to, yeah. and bought some at like a Japanese market or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the movie I think was was really great. Um, mm-hmm. I I kind of fell off the series really. I think as a lot of people did after I would say Crystal. I think it was the last mainline game that I played. Right. Um, and I only say that to say that when I jump back in, the area I want to talk about for now is, is Pokemon Go. And this is when I got sort of reintroduced to the franchise as an adult, hitting me in the heartstrings. It um, was, so yeah, yeah that's I mean, why it was a world phenomenon two, year, two years ago. Right. It, it was like literally every single kid's dream, like... Everyone kid dreamed that they want to catch Pokemon in the real world, no matter yeah. what, you know. And we and all are go, old enough to have smartphones now. You know, and, and, and then there was this dunk, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, dri- really, driving yeah. around catching Pokemon. Right. So. But yeah, it was just kind of like don't, don't drive and do that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then, but that was kind of like you know, like a childhood dream kind of come true for a lot of people. At mm-hmm. least it was for me, and um, I think it was, that's why I was so crazy when it first came out it still is pretty popular too it's still really popular yeah. definitely um so july 2016 i think it came out yeah. um i probably got it downloaded it three days after release i think you'd maybe gotten it a couple days before and yeah. i started to get messages from people like hey do you have you downloaded pokemon go or yeah, like and he gets and it was almost like on a spamware where you just go on you know? social media and right. everyone's talking about it I yeah like, i was like we've been on? hacked by russia foreshadowing the future but no it was like i i just I was super, super confused. I was like, whatever, let's give it a shot. And it was pretty amazing. The first night you I went hunting was with you. Yeah, you, know, and you get sucked into this almost kind of like, you lose your sense of reality almost because you see your screen, right? Mm-hmm. You see the map. Everything is just, you know, you, you see it, right? Mm-hmm. You see these Pokestops. It's like little actual objects in the real world that's identical to the same location in the game, you know? Right. So, like, you kind of almost sense, use, like, a sense of reality, reality almost. That's why, I guess, augmented reality game, you know? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Totally. And the thing is, I mean, we found out pretty quickly that, um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm blue team, mm-hmm. which is the incorrect choice. You, uh, we, always, we said, fuck, fuck the blue team earlier. We know this. And <laughs> you, so, 
and here's the deal. I've, I didn't realize that you couldn't switch back or anything ever, and it was the first night playing with you. Yeah. I hit, I think it was level five or whatever. I think you were trying to mess with us. They tried to pick the opposite one just yeah. to mess with us. Yeah, and I was going to switch back, and it was like, no, you can't do that. I was like, okay, well, cool. It turns out to be a really important decision in the game. And I do, I do kind of wonder if, like, you know, to get a bit more into, like, the mechanics, would, would you agree with having that choice be so early in the game at level 5? I think it needs to be more clear the consequences. Okay. Because, obviously, every single... I know... Before we get into this, I know I play. I still play this game. So yeah. So you know, give us. Why don't you give us a little bit of your background, like and like stuff with Pokemon? So Go. we all played with you. It was Chaz and Danny. It mm-hmm. was the four of us that played pretty decent amount. Um, Chaz lived in San Francisco. I visited San Francisco because amazing played, hotspot. For amazing it. for Pokemon Go, and um, and I still continue to play um, even kind of the slow time, which was the first slow time on the Pokemon Go was probably like fall winter obviously when it started getting colder uh, Mm. less sun during the day people are not walking around playing so um i started becoming a i was a solo player and then i met some people that played and we started forming a little like friend like group Mm -hmm. and then we created a discord channel um but that was the start of it maybe about a year and a half ago and discord is if you don't know it's like an app for people that uh forget gaming channels and chats right. and people use it for communication but it's a we, lot like skype but not lame exactly yeah, yeah it's like more like server channels and stuff yeah more yeah, yeah. it's like a skype combined with like an online forum and yeah then, reddit and skype combined exactly and yeah. then um so we had we my, my group of friends and I we created this channel so uh, people in Sonoma County would have a tool to be able to communicate to each other to play um, through the game and uh, now we have over eighteen hundred players in Sonoma County in right. the Discord channel and um, and you're kind of managing really the brunt of that I mean I know yeah. you have admins and or whatever it is yeah I was owner of the channel for a while um, yeah and I'm. With my recent decision of moving to Japan next month, um, we right. I passed on the ownership to a friend of mine that kind of gets a long story. But um, yeah, Pokemon Go, it's definitely you meet these people in your real life or in a game. You have to be able to get along with them in, in real life, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not just be able to like, oh, I like playing a game with you. I could just meet you online and play, you know? And just really, it's a voice with an avatar. Exactly. Right. You don't so, know if someone has horrible BO, like you know. But oh, then yeah. you pogo, you figure it out. And I've, it out I've had quick. to call nine one one, maybe twice, for people physically threatening me in the oh, game. Wow. The people getting upset. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like running the Discord is literally running like babysitting adults playing video games. It's, <laughs> I've learned immense amount of stuff about people's skills from that. It was really crazy. Yeah. Um, and even during our crazy fire last year too, like. All the new stuff is not as accurate. A lot of red rumors were happening with like people things burning down, but like Discord and people on Discord, like we communicated through that through like live feed of like people scattered through Sonoma County right. telling us like actual information true. So it was pretty cool to see that. It's like okay, like a thing that my friends and I created like was supported people mentally, you know, and like yeah, kind of supported them. So that was cool to see that. That's awesome. Yeah, I really like how you emphasize the fact that it's a tool. What what you created is essentially a, a tool to bring people together who who love something exactly right yep. and through that like you bond over initially the love of the game and then you come to meet them and you know them as a person and then it turns into more than that you actually become mm-hmm. friends which is something that's pretty rare I think in in video games I think it's across the board right just unanimously by the nature of it being an online activity for the most part 
now. Lands right. aren't really a thing as much anymore. And, you know, we were lucky enough to meet some of the people we played Halo with in person, and they're awesome people. Some of my, the, my favorite people in my life. For sure. Um, but I don't know if that's really them. the common experience unless you're doing competitive stuff. Right. You know? So, yeah, in the Pokemon, yeah, it's just like, then I met people from nurses to lawyers to accountants to mm-hmm. chefs to, you know, all sorts of people through this. And then if you played maybe like a certain video game or if you played, even if you had like a certain job, you're only going to be able to engage with a certain crowd of people, certain consumers that want your certain product, right? Mm-hmm. But this one is like there's no boundaries of people you meet. It was like literally people like threatening people physically, people being amazing, like people being loving. It was like I saw everything about it. So it was really, really interesting to see um, how much it brings out the personalities of people. Right. I also met actually a, a person that's a psychologist. He's been doing, he was a psychologist for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. I told him like, you should write a thesis about this, dude. Like, oh, 100%. I was like, have you ever thought about it? Like, he's like, yeah, I thought about it. You know, if it, I haven't really thought of like, the most brilliant idea yet, but if right. I come up with them, like, the topic, I was like, boom, I want to I wanna write about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, that's awesome. I want to, like, I'm sure Niantic would be loving to hear that because in, they had a lot of previous problems with Ingress with people being toxic in game chat, so they actually took that out for Pokemon. Right. So that's why actually we created Discord so people could talk to each other. Wow, that's super interesting. I, mm. I didn't know really a lot of that stuff, but I think that's a really great use of the of the game. Is to like if you could write something scholarly like that. And so for a little bit of background, I went to um, graduate school in religious studies, but I wrote my thesis papers on uh, religious expressions in video games. Wow. Yeah. And you know, so it's a similar thing, right? But at the time, if Pogo was out when I was in college, I would have. I would have loved it. Like, I would have definitely tried to do something with that. I don't know what it, what you could like do. Like, those colors, people get territorial with, like, oh, dude, like, that gym, mm-hmm. it's by my house, it needs to be, you know, my color the whole time. You know? Like, <laughs> no, I, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I certainly did that for my, my one gym near me in Skyhawk yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, that's a great segue, because I was actually going to ask you, so for our final little bit that I want to talk about, let's... You're talking about personality types, right? And like everyone plays games a bit differently. So right. how do you how do you play Pogo? Like what is your like what's your MO in that game? What are you trying to do when you log on? You know? Um I mean, for me, I've always been a PvP multiplayer guy. I right. mean I played Halo all the time, I right. play League of Legends. Um mm-hmm. I like that player versus player, so I do do the gym scene a lot. Mm-hmm. Um there is a little category of like how many gyms and I did get like Top four percentile globally for gyms. Yeah, I remember um, you saying that. Like that's, about like that's, three or, that's incredible. Three or four months ago, actually, the number one player in the world is actually living in Santa Rosa. Shout yep. out to Sam Hall Dam. Yep. What's his uh, What's his What's his name? Sam X, Hall Dam. X X Sam Hall Dam. X X. <laughs> oh man, he's the craziest guy ever. That's That's um, hilarious. I've met Sam too. He's a great guy. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's you met Moy too, and like all these people still play, but um. Yeah, my goal is to probably that. I definitely like to represent my team colors. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely more about, like, the PvP. Definitely building my strong team, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, raids are really big right now in Pokemon, so right. I'm trying to you know, get your raid lineup so you, like, you don't... You could carry people, like, that doesn't, like, lower levels, and it's pretty interesting. Like It, and, it is, like, how know. that has evolved. I mean, when... So, I played for probably five... No, I probably played for close to a year, and then I stopped for a year, and I've just started playing again Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago because I was doing some traveling more, and it's a great game for traveling, by the way, if you're listening out there and you've never given it a shot. Killing some downtime, like like 20 minutes in the airport, you know? Right, walking around after a beer or something. It's a great time. Um, But, 
Yeah, so when I was playing initially, like, the multiplayer scene wasn't a thing. You know, trading didn't exist. I mean, it was a thing, but trading didn't exist. Um, Raids didn't exist. Like, a lot of these newer things, like the the quests. It almost felt like a beta stage game. Right. Really, all you could do was collect and hatch and kind of, like, stockpile items. There was gems, I believe, right? But they were pretty broken at the time. It was not very, like... If it, it wasn't really friendly for solo players or it wasn't really like if you had like stacked players a group of players and stacked gyms you could do it but mm-hmm. it wasn't really balanced I would say for sure the old system interesting yeah yeah so I mean in the beginning then you were focusing on collecting I know like I think I remember you putting a Facebook post up actually about like after such and such amount of time of really hard work I can proudly say I've finished my oh the Pokedex the Pokedex you know for your original or I mean as much as you could without regional exclusives Um, so that's really awesome great accomplishment I still I traveled like hour like I I drove to San Jose like twice to like catch Chansey oh yeah for sure and that was crazy yeah like you were all (laughs) over the Bay Area nothing unreasonable like you weren't flying across the country to catch stuff or anything like that I was driving distance yeah but um. Yeah, I, I've still, you know, now playing, I've still yet to complete my original Regional 150 Pokedex. That and was a chance, though. You could hatch it right now. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, but it's just funny because now we're on Gen 3. So it's like it's I crazy. almost have this feeling like I'm never going to catch up. But it, I, in a way, that's perfect because why I play the game is just to catch and collect. Like, yeah. to me, almost like... There is no rush. There is no rush. Like, just yeah. the mechanic of even catching Pokemon is kind of soothing and, like, repetitive in mm-hmm. a way. Um, and... Just, like, you know, checking their stats, seeing what moves they are. I think that's awesome. Like, there's little tweaks of, or uh, bits, I guess, of detail, too. Like, the Pokedex entries are always really interesting. Mm -hmm. Rotating the 3D model, like, looking at their animation and stuff like that. And just, you know... The shiny releases right now. Shiny releases. Hatching eggs, which is essentially, like, gambling. (laughs) Where you're basically, you know, you're just, like... Yeah, it's a it's a you're rolling pack. the dice of you know getting a good roll on your item essentially in a, right. An and I have ten much, uh, you know? or not ten. I have five ten Ks right now hatching at once, so it's gonna oh, be pretty man. sweet. That sounds juicy. Right. Um. So that's like awesome for me because I feel like it's it's only gonna get more like robust as far as the Pokedex entries yeah. go because I stopped playing playing like I said after Gen two or maybe a little into three. So mm-hmm. there's a wide span like three generations there. Yeah, I don't know any of the Pokemon anymore. I'm finding, or I'm finding, like I don't know which ones are strong, which mm-hmm. are weak. Like yeah. how rare something is. Like maybe I just like throw a Pokeball at it randomly. I'm like, oh, it's a cool looking mm-hmm. thing, but like, is this super hard to get? Right, like, and that yeah. kind of goes by to a point where why this game is so good because it's uh, meets and caters the needs for everybody, like hardcore players to casual players from right. like family. It's like it got the family game of the award, you know, last year, you know. Yeah. So like, I played with this game with my mom, you know, like we'll walk around oh, yeah. like Spring Lake, we'll right. just play a little bit, or um, and after I probably pass on the Discord channel and stuff, like I was a pretty hardcore player, um, and I'm definitely super casual now, and mm-hmm. it just. I'm, I enjoy it. I'm not, like, super into it still. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like before. And yeah. I still love it just the same, but... But, you know, you when know, a new I, gen comes out. Exactly. Right. But, you know, now it's just, like, okay, I, could, I like to enjoy it casually now. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no rush. You know, there's nothing... Like, I'm just playing it for my pure entertainment. Nothing for, like, competing with my friends for bragging rights or no. that kind of stuff, you know? Like, right. So that's... It's very... I like it in a fun way and different way now. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. Um, it's definitely those daily quests and stuff and all that is a great addition. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I think that will probably wrap up, I guess, what I wanted to talk about with Pokemon. I mean, I'm definitely excited for the future of Pogo. Um, I'm, I did play Sun and Moon 
So, or not both, but I played Moon um, mm-hmm. when it came out one time through. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Doesn't grab me in the same way as it, like it used to. It's not as deep as some of the newer games, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, would you have anything else? Clothing, closing um, thoughts. God, I can't yeah. talk. Closing. Some thoughts. closing thoughts um, <laughs> on Pokemon. I'll definitely excited to play. Uh, uh, probably when I move to Japan, it'll be playing with a new place of Pokemon Go, so it'll be really fun for me. Mm-hmm. And also, I'll probably be definitely getting the Switch when I move there. Oh, you're and, gonna get Hey Pikachu uh, or Hey, hey Eevee? Uh, yeah, that one uh, coming out this November, I yeah. believe, right? Yeah. So I'll definitely be getting that. Um, that'll be amazing. Quick so, aside, yeah. why the fuck are they doing Eevee? What is this? Are we saying that those two are equal now? Pikachu and Eevee because I, I disagree I don't know and then there's some like there's some hardcore Eevee fans I'm just like dude Eevee's I. I mean I guess my League of Legends one of my screen names is based on Eevee I can't talk too much crap, oh, wait. but it's more That's so true. because <laughs> of the potential of what Eevee can become it Eevee by cool. itself is not that cool and also for Gen 1 for the people I would I didn't know what I was doing so I didn't have that Pokemon but Jolteon is one the most iconic electric Pokemon for Gen 1 yeah everyone had Jolteon up until they got Zapdos mm. and electric Pokemon is probably well, one, rare. Of, one of the most strongest in the meta because it's so Voltorb you know, is he pretty good or no He's good, but now like the newer generation is like steel type new, so it's just kind of weird. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, have, anyway, yeah. I have like bronze. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> anyways, yeah, definitely be enjoying that when I go to Japan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Like, definitely our one of our biggest childhood memories for sure. Cool. Um, really quick before people go, I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, kind of pimp yourself a bit. So, if people wanted to follow you, are you on social media? Do you have a you know a Twitch stream or anything? Where can people find you? Oh, um, I'm definitely more into the Instagram as far as the cooking. I cook for a living. I'm a chef. That's why I'm going to Japan. Awesome. Uh, to learn more cooking there, so definitely follow me at kt underscore asahi, and that's where I'll be uh, posting all my food porn. So. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of Coffee Kids. And uh, come back next week for another episode where we'll be chatting about something. I don't know what order I'm recording these. So, you know, have fun. Bye.